Good evening, Sportzonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aglialoro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Coming to you live like we normally do here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network and to be rebroadcast on Blackjack TV via Zingo, Zingo TV uh, the next day. And, of course, now we will be distributed in podcast form via Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts and all the other outlets that we are now available on. And we got a good show for you tonight. Uh, I will confess, I am actually redoing this intro uh, because we had an eventful night when we did record this. Um, the audio was not working for the first couple minutes, so I'm going to redo this now just to give you guys a proper intro here. I am going to be joined by Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler in a matter of moments here. And we start the show talking off, talking about the Andrew Luck retirement and uh, the very unexpected retirement announcement that came Saturday night. I was driving home uh, when I got this news. And with that, we will join myself, Dave and Eric right in the middle of the conversation. So enjoy the show. Dave, can you hear me? I can now. Beautiful. All right, let's hope we got Dave. Uh, Eric now. Eric, are you there? I'm here, but I'm going to tell you, I'm one more hold cut off away from being done for the night, though. Fantastic. Well, I don't know what was going on there. So. Well, I don't right. know why I keep getting put on hold. There's only two of us here. Stop hitting the hold button. I, I didn't put you. Hey, excuse me. Excuse me. I didn't put you on hold, okay? I put you, I put you in the room, all right? I wanted to put you on hold. Don't you think I would do it when I had to listen to you rant against the Mets? That would be the time I put you on hold. <laughs> listen, I think my rant is valid after watching them play the Braves this past weekend. Well, that was that was definitely a bad series, and we're not really doing any better tonight. Um, I don't think it was entirely valid, but unfortunately, they've done nothing to prove me re- legitimate on that. So, anyway, let's get off that right now. Now that we got everybody here. Let's talk about the big news of the week. Andrew Luck's retirement. Now, I was driving home Saturday night, and I got the text that I saw real quick, and I had to do a double peg. Andrew Luck retiring. Now, I got some of you guys' thoughts on that, but I'll let you guys say, now that you had a couple days to digest that, what you guys think of the announcement, and more importantly, everybody's reaction to it. Um, and Eric, you got cut off four times. So why don't you go ahead? Uh, I mean, I think Gottlieb's take is just a hot take. There's nothing else to that. He's just grabbing at straws when he comes out with a take like that. But I mean, listen, you feel for the guy. He's tried to battle injuries. He promised himself he wouldn't go through another season like he did back in what was it, 2016. He's 29 years old. Other guys his age have done it. He's made just shy of $100 million, $97 million. He just got married over the summer. They announced their first kid. I got to be honest, there's not a whole hell of a lot of reason to stay in football and get beat up some more. Colts, I mean, honestly, could they have been a good team? Sure, but was anybody looking at them as Super Bowl contenders? No. So, I mean, what's he going to come back and get beat up for? Have to play hurt? What, to make another $100 million? But if you can't walk by the time he, the, that contract's over, if, you, if your marbles are scrambled, 
You know, it's it does nobody any good. It doesn't do your family any good. Just take the hundred million you got, invest it wisely, and your kids' kids will never have to work. So no. you know, I, I I don't mind it. I just think that the bigger debate is is he you know one of the best? Sure, but you got to look at guys. Jim Brown retired at twenty nine. I think it was Barry Sanders at twenty nine. Gronkowski, I think, is 29 as well. I'm not sure. I think he came in maybe the same class even as Luck. Um, Sanders, Sanders was actually 31, just so you know. I looked that up the other day. No, he wasn't 31. No, he was 31. I looked it up the other day because they had a list on ESPN of uh, notable retirements under the age of 30, and he was not on that list. He was actually 31 when he retired. All right. Even still, he retired younger than his prime. Mm-hmm. And at a time when a lot more people thought he could have broke records and whatnot, he retired. Early is the, early is the key. And, I mean, guys like Patrick Willis, uh, you see more of it coming in recent years. Also, when the money's bigger nowadays, guys way back when had to play 10, 15, 20-year careers to be able to live big lifestyles. Nowadays, you can break into the NFL, have a ridiculous five, eight-year run, and make your money and get out and not beat your body up, not put yourself through that toll. Um, You know, again, I, I... I think it's more of what comes next for the Colts. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett's there, but he's not your long-term answer. Um, I threw out the possibility of possibly throwing a trade out for Eli, but that's that's not realistic. Honestly, for anybody. So, um, I don't know what their plan is. Maybe it's the same way they, they sucked for luck. They're going to tank for Tua. So that, that, that's what my game plan is. I think they're going to be on track to be one of the worst teams in the league this year and, and tank for Tua. Uh, I think that's that's their best option. Well, Dave, I'm going to let you chime in on this real quick, and then I'm going to pose a couple questions here. So, Dave, go right ahead. I mean, obviously the first reaction initially was just shock and, you know, not really believing that it was happening because – most of the reports you got about the injury was it was just more of like a, a calf injury and, you know, he might still be ready for week one. And then all of a sudden it comes out that he's retiring. And it was just like, I got the text from Eric about it. And uh, a group message I got with a couple of my other friends, I got a text from them saying it happened. I was like, so I hopped on Twitter and went right to Schefter. And there it was, Andrew Lark's retiring. And I mean, Look, like Eric said, the bottom line is I'm not going to judge any guy for walking away from anything when what they're walking away from really risks their long-term health and their lifestyle. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people that know Andrew Luck come out and say, you know, he's not your typical multi-million dollar thing in the woods and, you know, seclusion and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the bottom line is if you don't love the game and you don't love you know, the day-to-day grind that goes into it, especially when your day-to-day grind mainly includes rehabbing and trying to get healthy. Why are you going to put yourself through all that if you're not actually happy doing what you're doing and you can afford to walk away? So Mm -hmm. I completely understand it. And honestly, the biggest problem I had were the Colts fans that booed him. I know it wasn't the whole crowd, but the guy gave you what he had and he made things exciting for you. And, you know, I think that was kind of disrespectful to a extreme level. And then the other side of things is I think 
his retirement kind of proves to you how hard winning Super Bowls are because in 19 of the last 20 years, they had Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, and literally all they got out of it was one Super Bowl. Yep, that's well said right there. And I, I tell you, like two points real quick, and then I'm going to ask you guys some questions here. I saw, you know, to the Colts fans who were booing him and to people like Doug Gottlieb, who was right, you know, Eric, you brought up what he said, and I totally did. And his explanation for that just really, I've never been a fan of his. But, you know, just to hear it, it's just like, just shut the hell up. But um, I saw a clip that was put on Facebook over the last couple days, and it's a video of Andrew Luck pleading with Chuck Pagano to keep him in the game saying, I don't want to go out like a coward. I don't want it to look like I got my tail between my legs. Let me out here. We can still win this. And Pagano had to basically call him off and try to talk some sense into him that like, listen, we got a short week. You play in a division game. We can't have you go down, blah, blah, blah. This is a guy who would fight to get back on the field. He would fight to get in every play. And it proved it with everything he has gone through. And this is the guy that you're booing. And truthfully, you know, uh, George Murphy is in the chat room right now. What's going on there, George? And he's saying Jim Ursay is a total idiot. Well, you know, that might be true. But to me, if you're going to blame anyone, and I said this before you guys came on, you blame Ryan Grigson, who was the previous general manager before Chris Ballard took over. because, Because of the fact that during his entire time as general manager, he didn't make one concerted effort to give this guy an offensive line and protect him. The Colts, by proxy, ran this guy into the ground. Lacerated um, uh, lacerated spleens, lacerated kidneys, whatever it was, you know, the shoulder. It all gets traced back to the fact that this guy had no protection for the bulk of his career. And all those injuries weighed on him and took its toll on him. And when I realized that the retirement thing was legitimate, that was my first thought. The Colts ran this guy into the ground and basically took his love for the game away from him. And I think that really sucks if I'm going to be honest. So I'm totally with Andrew Luck on this. You can say what you want about the retirement, but if you hear the rumors, the Colts knew about this a week or two ago, and they held it back. Um, And George is pointing out that Ursay let him stay in power for six years. Yes, you have a point there. I'm not saying Ursay is very intelligent either. I'm just saying the general manager whose job it is to put the team on the field did nothing to protect this man. I disagree. I'm sorry. I disagree. How how many great linemen are there in the league? Do you think that they're just sprouting everywhere? That everybody has a top-notch line? They're trying to put what they can around luck, but they can't, you know, they didn't do enough. Obviously, more could have been done. Year in and year out, the Colts had among the worst offensive lines in the league. And you could say what you want, but you look at some of the great quarterbacks, whether it's Peyton Manning or Brett Favre, they all had offensive lines that were easily top five or top ten in the NFL. And this guy had nothing in front of him. So I, I don't really see how you argue that one, truthfully. It's a I fact. I disagree. I don't think he had nothing in front of him. We were never looking at them as having one of the worst lines of the year in the league year in and year out. I want to see those stats. I want to know how true they are. 
Because I'll be honest, I don't remember him being a Derek Carr. I don't remember him getting sacked nonstop. Because he he was a better quarterback than David Carr. Exactly, but I'm just saying that he didn't take the same pounding. It was a little different. He got beat up, sure. But I'm not putting it all on Ursay. If anything, I'm thinking Ursay's a stand-up guy right now because he's letting him keep the bonus money that he paid out this year rather than collecting it back. I mean, he's collected over $20 million back from Andrew Luck, and he's letting him keep it as a sign of of goodwill. Is it a sign of goodwill, or is it trying to make up for the mistake of having a general manager who did nothing to protect this guy for his entire career? It has nothing to do with making a mistake. Are you sure about that? You're sure about that? Guilty conscience. You're not going to tell you why. It's not a guilty conscience. He's doing it for the future players that are going to come and play for him. That shows that he actually gives a damn about the people playing for him. Uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one there. I mean, well, I, I have no idea how you could see look, any other look, way. Because now I, other people I'm are going to look at that, other players are going to look at that, and they're going to see the way he treated Andrew Luck, especially as Luck was going out the door at the beginning of a season. This owner could have went ballistic, could have collected the money back, could have been all upset. Instead, he's taking the high road. He's understanding that the player's health is more important. This is Luck's decision, not his. And he's still his man up to let him keep the money. Go out on his own way. I, I have no problem with what Ursay did here. I have a lot of problems with what he may have done in certain situations in the past and whatnot. He's gotten himself in his own trouble. But in this case, I, I have no problem with the way he handled it and or the way he's he's showing his players or future players how he treat them as well. So I, I think it looks hey, good listen. for it's a great move on Ursay's part. I give him all the power in the world. I just think part of the reason why he's doing it is he is kind of admitting, all right, I, I had a general manager who did nothing to protect you for all those years. You went out. You got me all this. You know, anybody else in your position would have done a lot less, and maybe they would have been ran out of the league a lot faster. So this is the least I could do. That's how I look $20 at it. $20 million is the least he could do? Come on. Like, that's yes. not even with a parting gift. He's letting them keep a lot of money. That, that's a real sign of goodwill and good faith right there. Goodwill, guilty conscience, uh, six and ten, half a dozen of the other. But, uh, Dave, go right yes. Honestly, I don't really agree with either one of you. I think you let him keep the money because he's hoping that Andrew Luck, after a year off, wants to come back and play. And by him letting him keep that money, he's able to keep the rights to Andrew Luck. So I really don't that's think a, either that's one a good of you point. Are, I think they the kept one the point Eric no makes matter what, though. Yeah, but after they have under uh, contract, he can't go anywhere else, even if he retired. Yeah, but if he if they claim back that the money that he's owed, then that is part of voiding out the contract, and they would no, it's not. They, the, the contract wouldn't be void though. It would be the same with Barry Sanders. That's why Barry Sanders' hand was tied. He, if he wanted to come back to the NFL. He had to come back to Detroit. He couldn't go anywhere else because the team still owns his rights. You still have that contract. He still signed through whatever year he said he was going to sign through. And regardless of the bonus money, whether he keeps it or not. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to give Eric the point on that one because the same thing happened with Calvin Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Dave. I, I think it's more for the future. I think it's more for the future of hoping that you know maybe Luck wants to come back, and it's a sign of like, hey, like you know, we already did this for you. Like, come on back, we got you. And I also think 
the one thing I will say that Eric said that is actually a really great point is the perspective it paints for other players that could come and play for Indianapolis, whether it be through the draft or through free agency, is knowing like, all right, you know, if I step up and do my job for Ursay, Ursay is not going to just throw me to the, you know, kick me out the door one day, which he probably mm. still would anyway because it's an NFL owner, but it at least paints a pretty picture, that's for sure. Yeah, it definitely paints that picture. But uh, going forward for the Colts, Eric, I know you said you kind of looked at them as possibly one of the worst teams in the league this year. So nobody has any faith in Jacoby Brissett, I'm guessing, huh? No. No? Dave? I mean, there's worse options out there, but I'm not say- I don't think he's taking them anywhere uh, beyond 8-8 eight and eight at best. Well, I tend to agree with you, Dave, but I, I do think, you know, he wasn't terrible the year that he replaced Andrew Luck. You're talking two years later. He got a year to kind of reflect on everything he had done wrong in his one year as a, as a starter. And you're looking at a Colts team that has more talent on the field in every position group than it did two years ago because Chris Ballard has been a, a very good general manager. He at least tried to rebuild that offensive line, and he's coming into that. I'm not saying they're going to win the division or anything like that. I'm just saying I think everybody writing off Jacoby Brissett, I think he's got a chance to do some good this year. I do. He's going to get eaten alive by Josh Allen. Josh Allen is going to make mincemeat of him. He's he's, he's not even going to make it out of the division. They'll be lucky to be 8-8. They'll be lucky to be probably about 16-10. Well, let's let's be honest. They're only playing Jacksonville twice this season. It's not like you see Josh Allen every. Listen, I'll go through it right now. Put a, break out the break out the schedule. Let's go. I'm going to give you right now. Win the losses. <laughs> uh, if you really want to, I will pull it up. Just give me one second. But I will say this: to go back to something you brought up, it looked to me like it made all the sense in the world for the Colts to try to make a play for Eli Manning, and I feel like Gettleman would have jumped all over that if it actually happened. But at this point, it looks like it's nothing more than rumor mill fodder. Do you guys think they should make a play for Eli Manning? Dave, we'll start with you. I don't think I, I don't I don't think they will. Um, but if they did, I don't think that's a horrible decision. It just really would depend on what price they paid for him. Like, I don't see giving up a first round draft pick for Eli. No, I don't think I don't think anybody would be giving up a first round draft pick for Eli now. But like, if the price is like a third and maybe a conditional fourth round pick the next year, I can nope. see them doing it. no. You well, you wouldn't well, do that. I'm, I'm not getting them unless I'm taking them for free. You'd have to give them away at this point, honestly, Eli. You know, because everybody knows that they just drafted Daniel Jones six. They got another. They got another guy there. Anything you're gonna try to trade for probably Daniel Jones over Eli. I mean, you're not gonna bring anything. Even though I I kind of threw that question out to you guys, and it makes sense on certain levels that Manning connection, whatnot. But honestly, Eli's what 36, 37, 38 years old. He's he's at the end of the career, not the beginning. And if you're going to lose a guy like Luck, you might as well just ride it out with Percet for the year as opposed to giving up a third-round pick or anything. Like I said, it would have to be something like a six to get into, honestly. And I, listen, I love Eli. I, you know that. I'm a giant. Yeah, I was, I'm a favorite I, giant. 
I'm not bashing Eli, and I think he's going to start, and I think he's going to do well for the Giants. But if I'm the Colts, I just don't think that's the direction I'm taking this team uh, with this news of luck. I don't think – if listen, if we were that one piece away, if he retired and he was like the quarterback that was going to bring us to the promised land, you needed that other quarterback to step in, and you had the, an amazing run game, an amazing line, and a, you know, an all-world defense, and you were primed for a championship, then maybe you make the move for Eli because at least Eli's got that playoff experience. He could do something for you. But honestly, even with Eli, the Colts wouldn't go anywhere. You know, they're not they're, the Colts are not a perennial title contender. They're not either. They're not even a perennial division contender. So I, I don't know. I don't see the Colts as an up and coming team right this second. I think the sticking with Burstead is the way to go. I don't think trading for Eli would do much for for them. If anything, it would more clear up a problem for the Giants than it would do anything of solving any for the Colts. Mm. Um, well, let me ask you something. Take it from the other perspective. If you're the Giants, what what would you be looking for from for Eli? A ham sandwich. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna send back what? You're gonna, you're gonna send me some collectibles. What are you gonna? What are you? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. You got any, you got any Peyton Manning signed footballs you can send back? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. What do you got of value out there in Indianapolis? You can send back. You want to send me like an Indy 500 trophy or a brick from from Indianapolis? You know, I'll take that. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there's a player equivalent to to bring back for Eli. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll say I'll say so, this. I I think I, I I'm going to apologize for cutting you off there. I think part of the reason why you feel that way is because, and no disrespect, your team killed his value. No, let's be, let's be, let's be honest his, there. His age and his skill, his mobility killed his value. Those are the two things. You want to know what killed Eli's value? His age and his mobility. Because he's, he's not getting any younger or any mobile. <laughs> well, I think, so, I think, I think Gettleman drafting Daniel Jones six without even trying to trade him earlier in the offseason, I don't think that helps anything either. So I'm not arguing with you on the age one, but we do live, live in a world where Sam Bradford got what, like a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick and maybe even a second first-round pick in there too? So I'm just saying, I think right situation, Eli could have had some value to a team like the Colts right now. So, anyway, James. The Colts are oh. going somewhere. But the Colts just aren't going anywhere. Yeah, but you look at that division. Let's not make it sound like they play in a great division. Like, they don't play in the AFC North. You know what I'm saying? They play in the South. No, but I'll that, tell you what. Deshaun Watson isn't is bad. DeAndre Hopkins is top five receiver in the league. You look at what Jacksonville's doing down there. And, you know, it's Mariota on a contract year. So, you know, he's going to be playing as, as hard as he can. So, uh, I, I it's a put-up-or-shut-up year for Mariota. Right now, the Colts have nothing to play for. Mm. Nothing. So, I, to me, it just doesn't seem like an organization that's gung-ho about this season's our year. We're winning it. You know what I mean? Like, they don't they don't have that drive. They don't have that motivating factor right now. And for that, it's tank for two a time for the Colts. Well, I think, I think a lot of that remains to be seen because we'll see what type of chip they're playing on their shoulders come to the, come, come the season because you know they're hearing a lot of the stuff you're saying already. 
So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Dave for some comments here. But cousin David's in the chat room. He hasn't been here in a couple of weeks, so welcome back. He's he, he's defending Eli, saying he came to play in the last playoff game. OBJ dropped the TD pass, but he does agree with you. Colts should tank for QB next year, and he's saying the Clemson QB is better than Tua. So, yeah, but the problem is Clemson QB ain't coming out next year. Clemson QB is only a sophomore. Is that the one from the championship game? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't know, I'm not hearing too many good things about him preseason-wise. So we're going to see big season starts this weekend. Alabama roll tide. There you go. Dave, why don't you chime in? Uh, I'm sorry. Did we move on from Andrew Luck? I was trying to find something on Twitter for, uh, that I saw earlier. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. All right, uh, so I'm guessing we got about 15 minutes left here. Um, what else stood out to you guys this week? Eric, I'm sure you're dying to talk about the first weekend in college football, right? It didn't really happen that much this weekend. The, the real kickoff for me is this weekend with Alabama, August 31st, this Saturday. That, that, that's what I'm truly pumped for. Yeah. What about that Florida? Yeah, I mean, you had, you had Florida, you had Florida beat, beat Miami. I thought that would happen. Florida's a better team, higher-ranked team. And you guys both picked Miami. So historically, Miami may be, you know, a better team or a more recognizable team. But Florida's, Florida's pretty solid this year. And uh, Miami got a little taste of that. But in all a close game, no, Miami had a chance to win. So, In all fairness, we all know my uh, knowledge of college football is limited. And in the course of whatever was going on at the time – I thought you you picked Miami, and I heard Dave pick Miami, so I went with Miami. That's all I'm saying. No, no, no I picked Florida. Florida <laughs> yeah, I, I, right I, <clears throat> I heard you say that now, so I realized I was wrong on that one. But, yeah, no, that is that is what I thought I heard last week, so obviously I was wrong on that. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I mean, I didn't get a chance to really watch any of the game, um, but from what I saw in the highlights and stuff, and some of the reactions, it sounded like a lot of college football fans were kind of disappointed with uh, what they got to watch on Saturday. But like Eric said, the real football season starts next week, or this coming Saturday, I should say. And more importantly, you know, the proof of that is the fact that they literally call this week week zero. So, I mean, if that doesn't explain to you how little this past Saturday really meant, um so that means that this past Saturday was basically the college football equivalent of the Hall of Fame game. Pretty much, yeah, but they don't play preseason games. They do it smart. They just have practices and then jump straight to the season. <laughs> yeah. I will say, if you're going to watch the game this weekend, I'm going to give you the game to watch. It's the only game with two ranked teams facing off against each other. It is on ABC on prime time on Saturday, 730. It is Oregon. And Auburn, huh. Auburn is favored by three and a half in a game, but it is Oregon who is actually ranked higher. Oregon is ranked 11th, Auburn 16th. Mm. All right, fair enough there. You guys got hey, a pick? You want to throw a pick out there? Oh, do I have to? Um, yeah. I'm going hey, Auburn. Go for, you going Auburn? Yeah, sure. I'll go, I'll go Auburn. Why not? 
Dave, I'm, I'm just. I'm, are going to take Auburn then. I'm taking Auburn. I, I, all right. I'm going with the SEC team. My cousin plays soccer there. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the, the, uh, the Tigers. Go War Eagles. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Dave, if you got if you got something, go right ahead. Otherwise, I, I got something I'd like to bring up here real fast. Dave, go ahead. How are you, Mike? Okay. We're going to change the subject here because, I mean, we could go back into baseball. Eric could explain why the Yankees keep picking fights with the umpires and everything. But, you know, we'll, or how we'll, we just keep beating the Dodgers down, including Kershaw and, and Ryu. I mean, come on now. How about give us a little credit? And I, I'll give you. I'll give you the right time. Yeah, just waking up at the right time. You're I mean, you know, I'm in. I'm in this one Facebook group, uh, WFAN message board. Every time this guy strikes out, I got to hear this one guy talk about the mode Aaron Judge do all this, and some of these people I want to reach through my computer and choke him and say, if you want to release him, we'll pick him up tomorrow. Go right ahead. Fucking idiots. You know, Eric, um, no disrespect to you. Some of your brethren Yankee fans really, really disgrace the uniform. I'm going to be honest. Some of them just make me outright sick. They, they really do. Some of, some of the stuff they complain about, it's like, dude, you guys have everything. You guys have picked up guys like freaking Mike Talkman and Mike Ford, people nobody has ever heard of before, Gio Urshela. And you've turned it into mini all-stars. Everything you guys touch is gold. And then here on the other side, everything we touch just turns to shit if we're lucky. So hey, the ones who complain when you guys lose a game, it's like, are you kidding me now? Really? I just, I just can't get it. And I'm sure the Mets are still losing to the Cubs right now because the Cubs are only the third-worst road team in the National League. And the Mets can't beat them now. Eric, I hate the fact that you're being proven right by this whole they they blew up early. I really I really don't like it. It looked like it was going good with the freaking Indians. We did really good against the Indians. And then the Braves come to town and I think it was Beningo who said it earlier today, it's nineteen ninety nine again and we can't beat the Braves. But anyway, that's not what I was gonna talk about. It's not what I was gonna talk about. It's been a long day for me, guys. Um what were you guys' thoughts? Dave, I don't know if you've seen Spider-Man Far From Home yet, but what was you guys' thoughts about the big news that Sony pulled Spider-Man away from the MCU? I mean, from what I heard, it sounds more like Marvel was kind of asking for too much from Sony. Um, but I think when it's all said and done, the best version we've had the chance to see of Spider-Man has been in the MCU. And I think no matter what Sony does, even if they do try to kick off this whole, um, you know, Venom Spider-Man universe, I still don't think that they're going to be able to have the success they want to have or success that Marvel's able to have. Yep. No, that's, that's true. And you're not wrong on what you heard, but part of it also is that now that the MCU took Spider-Man, which was basically a dead character after the second reboot, and completely rejuvenated him. Now Sony thinks they can kind of capitalize on the success and they don't need Marvel. And by the way, the, the guy running Sony is also the guy who was running 20th Century Fox during the first x trilogy, who kind of had a hand in running that franchise into the ground. So realize he hasn't learned anything in 15 years. So there's that. Eric, what do you say? 
I kind of thought a little more on what Dave was saying. I, I think that Marvel was asking for too much of the pie. They went from, you know, so pretty much just receiving the the, the uh, merchandising rights, and I think they got like 5% of the gross of the movie or something was like their old deal. And now they want to come in on a straight 50-50 split on everything, and Sony's like, listen, this is our only property. This is what we got. And... By the way, Mike, I know you're worried about the direction they could take Spider-Man, but Sony did produce all by themselves Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Venom, which both grossed them a lot of money. Hey, hang on. Can I clarify a couple things there? Number one, I'm not worried at all. Spider-Man is not even close to my favorite character. I'm an X-Men fan. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was... this is a great way and more of a marketing, long-term marketing ploy I see between the two companies where they are going to now let Spider-Man go back into his own little Spider-Verse, go into that Venom area of the Spider-Verse, have a movie, have a, do its own Sony thing for a minute. But don't you dare think that in the future... Marvel and Sony won't strike some other deal that when some ensemble team comes together later on, you may see Spidey back again later. It just may not oh, be I, in the next... And, and honestly, they won't plan on using them in the next two phases anyway. So what is the point in holding the rights to them? I think this is more of a non-story and more of just a way to drum up interest in, oh, what's Sony going to do with them? What's, you know, because now it trims up that interest. Well, what's Sony going to do? What are they like? Are they going to be able to produce something special? Is it going to come in the Venom form? Is it going to come in from like it's, it creates more yeah, worlds there? So if I, I, I don't know. If I may, first of all, to kind of go to one thing you said there, um, I think they're going to wind up working out a deal within the next six months, truthfully. So I think you're right there. Number two, uh, he was probably going to be in Phase 5. They didn't, they put, they didn't put him in, fight in Phase 4 because Phase 4 was only going to be two years anyway. So I think he's going to be in Phase 5. I don't think he's getting his own solo in Phase 5. Well, they haven't announced Phase 5 yet. They've only announced Phase 4. We don't even know what they're doing in Phase 5 yet. Feige just announced a bunch of movies that were coming out after Phase 4, but he didn't officially confirm this is our Phase 5 slate yet. So it's still possible that he's in there. And what you said about Sony getting into the Spider-Verse and Venom, uh, into the Spider-Verse was Lord and Miller who produced that, who also produced the Lego movie, and they were fired off the Han Solo movie, and they've done a number of other things. Those yeah, guys are the reason why. Yeah, but those oh, guys are the reason why the movie was good. All right, they just let them do it. Truthfully, they got lucky with that movie. I don't think anybody really thought that movie was going to be any good. You could tell by the box office returns on that movie. That's the best Spider-Man movie ever, and that's probably the lowest grossing of all the Spider-Man movies. So that's number one. Venom, I liked Venom. I was entertained by Venom. Venom was not a good movie. Venom made a decent amount of money, but if you saw Venom, you know, yeah, it was entertaining for the times that Tom Hardy was on the screen. Other than that, not a great movie. Not a made great movie. Made a million. Going to get a sequel. It made a lot of money, yes, and it's definitely going to get a sequel, and I'm looking forward to and seeing Woody Harrelson. And Tom Holland into it. Yeah, it's going it's to make a million to a billion. It's good. Hey, listen, I'm not disputing that it's probably going to make a lot of money. I'm just saying in the hands of those people who don't have the love for the characters the way that Kevin Feige does, 
You've seen how that works out twice. Just saying. Just saying. That's like 20th Century Fox saying, hey, we're going to bring X-Men back. We're going to do it right this time. Would you trust them? Nope. You would not. Dave, what do you say? Ah, look, when it's all said and done, man, I'm a, I'm a superhero movie fan, and as long as they keep pumping them out, I'm going to be okay. But the best version of Spider-Man to me has been the Spider-Man that we've seen in the MCU. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's a credit to the MCU and the writers there or a credit to Tom Holland playing Spider-Man. Um, but, you know, I've enjoyed it, and I hope that, you know, no matter what route they take, it continues to be entertaining because I actually am a big – Spider-Man is one of my favorite, you know, superhero characters. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I still say, like I said earlier, I would not put Spider-Man among my favorites, but I think I – the thing to me is I think it kind of sucks they take him out now because you look at how they set everything up with Spider-Man, and if you saw Far From Home, you saw how they ended it. I would have liked to have seen how that story played out. I really would have. Like Feige said, we told the story we wanted to tell. No, you didn't. You told three-quarters of the story. You did what The Sopranos did. You didn't get to finish your final scene. And I would have liked to have seen how that played out because I think that really would have – I think that next movie – if the rumors that Craven the Hunter was going to be the bad guy in that movie were to be believed, I, I think that would have been something special, and you can't do anything with that now. So hopefully, I, I am hopeful that they work something out on that. But that's going to bring us to the end of the show. we got less than two minutes left. I thank you guys for coming on. I thank you both for sticking through the problems we had at the beginning. Eric, again, I did not put you on hold, my friend. I would never do that. I had many chances before, and I've never done that in the past. So let's get some final thoughts from both you guys. Eric, why don't you start it off? Watch college football. Can't Watch. It enough. Even if, like I said, Mike, they, there's no really reason you can't because on Saturdays, really starting on like Wednesday nights now, you can turn on ESPN at all hours and find some game from some conference from somewhere, just watch it. Telling me I have, I, as good I, as not better than the NFL games, mm, better officiating. Well, well I tell you this. I got a lot of stuff planned for Saturday, but I will do my best to catch some of it on Saturday. I will do that for you, my friend. Stay sweaty, my friend. Dave Hastings. Well, pleasure, gentlemen, and until next week. All right. Oh, and thank you. And happy birthday to Pops. Today would have been his 67th birthday. So happy birthday to Pops. Rest in peace. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy dad day. Yes. Happy dad day. All right. And thank you, everybody who was listening in the chat room. Cousin David, George Murphy, thank you both. Once again, thank you to both Dave Hastings and Eric Stay Chester. Sweaty. Hi. Stay sweaty. I am Mike Eglie Laura. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>